Bill O'Reilly here. Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Democrats' election reform bill stalling in the Senate. Republican governors send police to secure the southern border. Seattle Pride Parade organizers apologize for charging reparation fees to white people. 80% of adults say the pandemic has brought their families closer. The U.S. marriage rate falling to record lows. Also ahead, do you think Donald Trump will run again? I have some inside info for you. But first, a sweeping bill that would federalize elections across the USA, stalling in the Senate. Democrats need 60 votes to pass the legislation. Supporters say the bill protects voting rights for minorities. Critics claim the law would be a federal overreach. It doesn't really matter what happens in the Senate because the election law is clearly unconstitutional and the Supreme Court would find that it is so. Governors in Nebraska and Florida sending law enforcement agents to the U.S.-Mexico border to help stop the massive influx of illegal immigrants. The troopers will work with the Texas Department of Public Safety to help patrol dangerous sectors in towns like El Paso. This is an effort to embarrass the Biden administration, which should be embarrassed. Organizers in Seattle are in a quandary after plans to demand a reparations fee up to 50 bucks to white people who participate in a parade. The uproar began after a party called Take Back Black Pride announced they would charge Caucasians a separate fee just to be in the parade. Well, it's not going to happen, but the fact they wanted to do it is troubling. New study says 8 in 10 adults believe COVID brought their families closer together. 90% of parents report a closer bond with their kids. The contagion even resurrected the phone call. Two-thirds of people now check in with elderly relatives at least once a day, and that's a good thing, obviously. Folks getting married in the USA falling to historic lows. Recent study by the National Center for Health reports just six new unions for every 1,000 people, and that is the lowest rate since 1867. Researchers blame the pandemic and finance, but that's not it. Lack of religious belief and the chaotic divorce courts are the reason. In a moment, does Donald Trump want to be president again? Yes, he does. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, 
or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. As you may know, the 45th president and me, your humble correspondent, will embark on a history tour across the country this coming December. The shows will not be boring, I can assure you. Details on BillOReilly.com. Now, in speaking with Donald Trump, I can tell you he would like to run for president again. But if he does, changes will have to be made. First up, the former president does not need to be so provocative. I know that many of his fans enjoy that. They like the takedown that Mr. Trump specializes in. But all the time, it gets chaotic. Donald Trump's record as president was pretty strong if you step back and examine it with a fair eye. So he should stand and run on that record and ignore the small stock. That's one of the reasons I wanted to go on the history tour, because his record in office has not been reported. Now, he didn't do everything perfectly, and some things didn't get done, like the border wall. But many of his accomplishments are shrouded in mystery. So Donald Trump should run on his record. Next up, he is best served by being very specific in the danger coming from the Democratic Party. Let's face it. Since Joe Biden has been in office, and that's about six months, prices have gone wild. Working people and the poor are paying more for everything, as are affluent people. But the working people and the poor cannot afford it. Then we have the border, which is an amazing bit of irresponsible policy. 200,000 migrants every month coming across a record number. And what does Joe Biden do? What does the Democratic Party do? Nothing. They even deny it's going on. So very specifically... Donald Trump has to pinpoint, I'd say, five major problems that the Democrats have caused. Next, any Trump campaign should be about the future, not the past. So you don't relitigate the election. Everybody knows how President Trump feels about it. Grievance, okay, you can mention that you aren't given a fair shake, but you can't dwell on it because everybody knows that Donald Trump will never get fair treatment by the corporate media. It's got to be about the future. Finally, President Trump is a unique person. I think people who despise him would even admit that. But he does have a compassionate side. I've known the man for more than three decades. He should show that. From time to time, he doesn't have to be a whiner out there or Alan Alda, but show some of your compassion, Mr. President. If he does all of those things, I think you'd see a new Donald Trump on a campaign trail. And he certainly has a following and he could get the nomination, in my opinion. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it for more 
honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. And there is tour information, as I said, there as well. Also, please check out my new book, Killing the Mob. It remains the best-selling nonfiction book in the world. In a moment, something you might not know. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. In 2019, more than 20 million Americans attended outdoor music events during the summer. Packing fields, baseball arenas, even the National Mall between June and August. All that changed when COVID arrived. 2020, last year, reported a 95% drop in concert attendance. But now things are looking up this summer. Here are some of the most successful summer songs of all time, according to Rolling Stone magazine. So let me get my Casey Kasem hat on. Number five, Summer in the City by the Lovin' Spoonful. The 1966 classic spent three weeks at number one in 10 different countries, and it's a good tune. Next, John Travolta's Summer Nights from the hit movie Grease. The song topped the charts after its release in the summer of 78, but also became a surprise hit again in the 1990s. Why? I have no blanking idea. Number three, School's Out by Alice Cooper. The Snake Guy issued the party anthem, and it has been featured in dozens of films and TV shows. It's a fun song except if you're a teacher. The second spot goes to Blue Hawaii by the King of Rock, Elvis Presley. The movie, Blue Hawaii, ruled the box office for months, and the soundtrack stayed on the charts for 79 weeks back in 1961. The number one summer song of all time? I Get Around by the Beach Boys. The bad guys know us, and they leave us alone. The tune written by Brian Wilson. Features 10 unique vocal melodies, three separate bass lines, two drum kits, and 13 different musicians. The Beach Boys have sold more than 65 million records since 1969. And here's something else you might not know. The modern music industry, very different from the early days of record sales. Today, more than 95% of listeners tune in digitally through streaming services and YouTube. Back in 2000, physical sales, vinyl, CDs, cassettes raked in $13 billion. Last year, that number dropped to $600 million, a 95% decline. Today, most musicians earn a living by touring. I will see Mike Love and the Beach Boys in August. Back after this. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. 
Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.